0: This podcast contains mature content and is not suitable for all audiences.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> sex! sex. <laughs> Welcome to the Sex Bob, baby. My name's Cece and I use they, them pronouns. And my name's Nina and my pronouns are she, her. I am so Pumped to be here with you today, Nina. And thank you so much to the listeners who are taking the time out of their busy days to listen to us and all of our really ridiculous antics we're about to share with you. Nina, are you excited? I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Hey, listen, (laughs) I recognize that some of you might not know who the hell we are or wonder why we even have space to talk about the things we're going to talk about. So before we jump into anything, I'm thinking maybe we just share a little bit about like, who we are professionally. What do you think, Nina? I love that. All right, go for it. Okay. Sounds
0: good. So before I get to the point where Cece and I met and we merged our professional passion for sex, I'll start with, uh, my undergrad degree. It was psychology and human sexuality. And I had a little bit of a focus in social work there. I got my master's in public health, which I was really excited to use. And I was able to lead a lot of federal grants like LGBTQ plus health, breast and cervical cancer, work with a lot of really wonderful people and help a lot of wonderful people, um, with their bodies and their health and their sexualities. And then one day I met Cece at the University of Michigan School of Social Work's Sexual Health Certificate Program. But before I get into that story, Cece,
1: I want to hear what led you up to that. What day. a tease. I was excited for our origin story. Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you a little bit about the pre-origin story. So, I have been a therapist for the past about 12 years. Um, prior to becoming a therapist, I attended Pacific Lutheran University. Um, and my undergrad degree was a bachelor's in sociology with a concentration in crime and deviance. Um, I kind don't of a know po- the crime and deviance. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No. Um, that's kind of a plot twist moment. So for a long time, I wanted to go into law enforcement. Um, and my path <laughs> kind of brought me more to like doing some more of the therapeutic work. Um, so, you know, that deviance part really is playing a part in the sexuality conversation, which is interesting, right? Deviance that like puts such an interesting label on behavior that maybe isn't like quote unquote the norm. Um, and part of, you know, just a little sneak peek, part of what we're doing in this conversation in our podcast is like, well, let's like maybe get rid of some of the shame that comes with this, like deviance. It's really intense. Um, but I, I graduated with that and this is really important. I minored in art. Um, so so that's a part of my history and I need it recognized. Um, (laughs) also after that, I went and got my master's degree in marriage and family therapy from Pacific Lutheran university as well. So I started having like a private practice I put together after I graduated. Um, and I've been doing that ever since really. So a large amount of my work has been working with the LGBTQ community. Um, whether it's, you know, being a, a therapist in a small group setting where I'm working with teens, exploring different topics, um, whether it's helping programs get started at a local uh, drop-in center, that is really what I'm about. And actually, I just moved back. I grew up in South Dakota, spent half my life out in Washington, uh, and just came back a couple of years ago because... I really want people here in the state to have a different experience, um, when they identify as LGBTQ and I want us to be safe, um, and to love ourselves and love one another. So I'm trying to really do some work out here to make sure people feel, feel good, feel good about who they are. Um, that brings me to current moment. Nina, do you want to Tell people about our origin story? Yeah, yeah. So we both got
0: these wonderful and expensive degrees and we used them for a <laughs> while. And then we both found ourselves, as I, like I said earlier, at U of M and we were in the sexual health certificate program. Cece's track was sexuality therapy and education. And mine was sexuality counseling and education. And we, on the first weekend, I think,
1: Mm -hmm. there was like
0: 88 of us and we were split up into groups of five and we were in the same- All online. Oh yeah. All online because of the pandemic. All virtual. And- I saw CC and I was like, holy shit, they look really cool. And I really hope we can be friends. And I really hope we can exchange numbers because I'm going to want to text them in between classes. And yeah, um, I feel like ever since then,
1: we've been very tight. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I was feeling the same way about you. I'm was so this glad moment. it was mutual. My eyes met your eyes through the Zoom <laughs> square. And I was like, this person needs to be in my life. There was a vibe about you. Totally. um, And there still is. I adore you. And I'm super excited to do this podcast with you and nerd out about sex stuff and all that. So that's our our origin story and our pre-origin story. I'm curious, Nina. Listen, we're going to be asking people to share their stories with us. Um, Good, bad, ugly laughter, crying, all of the the spectrum of experiences. And I recognize that in order for us to ask other people to be authentic, we have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if you would be open to a little bit sharing kind of your introduction to sex in your life um, and maybe that world of things for yourself.
0: Love to. So I grew up in a family that no conversation was off limits. My parents really wanted me to know what I should have known. And my fingers were so deep in my ears. And I was like, "Uh, uh, 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 I don't need to know. Like my mom, I remember was like, do you think we should maybe start going bra shopping for you? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't need a bra. Like I wanted nothing to do with it. Totally. And she even had, I remember she had, I definitely had the American Girl book. I think we all I think a lot of us might remember that one of our developing bodies. And so that one was in my room and I was allowed to read it whenever I wanted. And then there was another book that she asked me, do you want to have this in your room too? And I said, ew, no. And she put it in her room. I would sneak into her room and read the book and, you know, (laughs) all that good stuff. Um, And I didn't know, I didn't know a lot. Um, I also was kind of figuring out for myself who I was. And I did have a few conversations with my mom of, would, would you still love me if I were gay? I actually remember three specific instances in different moments in life asking her. And she said, of course, like there was never, never an issue. Um, And I kind of, whatever happened in my brain said to myself, well, I'm straight. Um, even though I knew I liked more than just, you know, as a, as a female presenting person, I, I liked more than just boys at the time of being a young mm-hmm. child. And I definitely conformed to, to comp het, compulsory heterosexuality, heterosexuality.
1: 100%. Hey, you know, I'm recognizing right now that maybe some of our listeners don't actually know what that is. Should we break it down a little bit? A little that. education? All right. Please do. So compulsory heterosexuality actually comes from a poet and essayist named Adrian Rich. And in 1980s, he wrote an essay called Compulsory Heterosexuality and Lesbian Existence. And basically, he argued that heterosexuality is learned due to being in a society that's dominantly patriarchal. So what he argues is that heterosexuality isn't necessarily automatic, but rather it's an, an inherent form of sexual expression due to the fear of like going outside societal norms. Maybe some of you listeners might actually feel that, like this, this desire and this recognition of this feeling um, towards maybe somebody of the same sex as you. But are too afraid to go outside of that or to talk about that because it's not acceptable. So if that's you, you're in the right place. We want to, yeah, we, yeah. I want to hear your stories. Yeah. Just like Nina, I want to hear your story about what this means to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I did a lot of outward of dating, um, men and, and boys and, my closest friends all knew that I was also dating and hooking up with women. And, um, I am now luckily able to proudly be a queer woman. Um, and that's, that's where, that's where that part of me started a little bit, uh, very young. I remember kind of questioning and thinking about things like that, but as far as not just identity, but actually, you know, sex, um, I didn't know a lot because I was plugging my ears the whole time. And my friends and I would pretty regularly get together and download some pornography on LimeWire together and watch it. (laughs) Did
1: y'all hear that? Download some pornography. (laughs) On Uh, LimeWire.
0: I think it started as Napster. And then I think Uh LimeWire let us actually do videos. And I do remember all sitting. I remember this very vividly all sitting together and we're watching it. And I was like, holy shit. The penis goes in the vagina. (laughs) I was in eighth grade. Okay. I'm 13, 14. I'm I'm already a menstruating person at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I was like, that's a little violating. Didn't know. I really, truly thought like it just penis just kind of hung out like in front of the vulva, like didn't really know anything was. I didn't know. I didn't know. I just didn't know. Totally. Um, and so I had this moment of like, well, then I got to try that. Which started my slutty villain origin story, um, and that's yeah. I think that's a good intro of kind of briefly, kind of where that started for me.
1: <laughs> briefly, it sounds like what you're saying is there's more to be learned about this. Much more. I'm excited, and also too, what a great time to just take a moment. Sluts are welcome.
0: All sluts welcome.
1: All sluts are welcome. Uh, people who don't want to be slutty don't really feel that whole thing. That's okay too. That's like welcome. everything like this, truly, this is for, for me, Nina, if I could sum up this experience, it would be, I really hope to create a space. Where people can feel like they can show up authentically to listening to the information, to listening to themselves, to asking the questions, because I recognize as somebody that didn't feel like I maybe had that space growing up, which I'll get to that in a second. But I recognize that that's a really precious place to feel like you can just be completely authentic. That's such a gift. So everybody's welcome at this table. This, this space is about love and compassion. And if you're here for that, we love it. I'd love to have you here. And if you're not, that's okay too. This is not your space, then, right? That's okay. So that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe I should talk about my I really kind of experience with sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have. It sounds like Nina, as I'm hearing you tell your story, it sounds like I had a different experience. (laughs) Maybe, maybe a little little bit, bit a little smidgen, a little smidgen. (laughs) So, you know, I, growing up in South Dakota, um, I grew up in a Christian household and, you know, I want to be really clear with this. Not every Christian's experience is the same. So this is mine. My experience around growing up in this community, more conservative, um, Christian based is there was a lot of shame that I experienced around sex, sexuality, gender stuff. Um, There are specific lines that you're supposed to color in with certain colors, um, you know, and sex is for like specific times with specific people. And whether that was, you know, specifically told to me or if I picked up on the vibe of that, it was really a a strong experience for me. Um, And as somebody who identifies as queer, that was really damaging. So not only was I not getting information about sex, sex, sexuality, even from like a heterosexual standpoint, certainly anything LGBTQ was not expressed. And if it was, you got the vibe that it wasn't welcome. So I spent a lot of my life really dealing with the effects of shame. Right. So you're talking about this American girl book, which I've never heard of this. Oh um, my gosh. Is, is, it, is it? Life good? changing. Okay. Well, maybe that's where everything derailed. I never <laughs> got that book. Thanks mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> what I did get though, is my mom worked at an OBGYN clinic and I think she knew now that I'm older and I'm looking back, I think she picked up on the vibe that I was not the kid that's going to sit next to her and be like, tell me more about this. It's not my thing. So I also had like my fingers in my ears. So I would come home from school to have these pamphlets displayed on my bed. of like herpes, gonorrhea, syphilis. Uh, what do you do when you get your period? There were pamphlets everywhere. And I don't remember ever reading them. I I have a distinct memory, I guess, of picking one up and being like, mm-mm. And then like, you blacked the, out. <laughs> then it blacked out. Nothing exists after that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where those pamphlets went. I don't know, Um, which is really interesting. I wish I could go back and kind of see that for myself. But so that's how I got most of my information. Um, In regards to like identity, I genuinely remember moments sitting in my room, probably like in middle school, fifth grade, sitting there grappling with my experience of like, who am I? Like the, the things I'm hearing my peers talk about in terms of their crushes or whatever, it's not reflective of how I'm feeling inside. And I spent a lot of time in my bedroom in the basement je- crying because I'm thinking I'm the only person in the world that feels the way that I feel. Right, like, why do I not like this boy? Um, why do I feel like I have to like this boy? Like, I feel like I'm kind of maybe putting on like the show for other people. Um, am I supposed to be a boy or am I just? It, it's so complicated. And I think that is a huge part of what draws me to sex therapy, to sex education. Is I don't want anybody to feel that way about their bodies or about their experiences, about their uh, awesome. relationships with other people. Yeah, it's, it's so damaging. So, I mean, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit, to be honest, but that's why I'm here. That's what I want for everybody listening is you're not alone. You know, I, as a therapist over the last 12 years, it's been so interesting to have people come in and they're like, I feel like I'm the only person that's going through this. And then they leave my room. I have another person come in or another couple come in. And they're saying the same things. And that that moment is just, it's heartbreaking and also maybe a, a little goofy to me because I'm like, geez, if we could just all like be honest with each other, we maybe wouldn't feel so broken and alone. Yeah. So that's what the space is, at least for me, that's what the space is for. Yeah. We so share
0: our stories, you share your stories. We're not alone in it. We laugh together Mm -mm. with it, cry together with it.
1: Get awkward with it.
0: Get super embarrassed. (laughs) So awkward with it. So (laughs) embarrassing. We've got embarrassing things to tell you. And we also know that if we're saying it, it's
1: happening and we're not alone. A hundred percent. And you know what? You know, this just reminded me. This is a really good time to acknowledge that even though we're here in the space of maybe the professional, the podcaster, we're still human. Mm -hmm. which means that at some point or points in this podcast, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to learn together. We're going to challenge each other. And we welcome you to do the same. We, We care about your feedback. We want this to be a good experience for as many people as possible. So please know, like we are in the process of growing and learning too, and that's okay. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Thanks for adding that. That's really important to us.
1: You're welcome. So Nina, I'm curious, how do you feel about letting our listeners know what's in store? Ooh, we've got some fun things in store. Do so, we?
0: Yeah. So we're going to have some pretty full length episodes coming up soon that will be on different topics. And also if there's ever a topic you want to hear about, please let us know because we want to make sure this is good for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have alternating quickies which are just smaller shorter episodes in between the full episodes and then we're also going to have on our instagram which we're going to be plugging a lot so get used to hearing about it the just the tip tuesdays where we're going to be sharing with you just a little bit of education every tuesday
1: i love education those little quick tips those are like my favorite I love it. Quick, quick tips. (laughs) (laughs) We've got quickies and we've got just the tip. (laughs) Oh, sounds like a good
0: time for some people. Always a good time. (laughs) Quality versus over quantity, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. And if you can have both, good for you. That's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So we have that stuff coming up, which is super exciting. But before we get there, somebody, I don't want to name names, you know, uh, somebody has to go on a trip for a little bit. So we are actually going to be doing our full length episodes starting back up in a few weeks and we will get back to you. You can hit up our Instagram and get all of the good information about what's coming your way.
0: Yes. Please check out our Instagram. The handle is the underscore sex pod. Follow us there, share it with your friends. We'll be posting there when we have new episodes coming out and, um, just more information on how you can submit your stories.
1: Oh, uh, speaking of which, I think we have an email, right? We do.
0: We do. We have an email. It is TSP. So the sex pod, Uh, dot podcast at protonmail.com. That will also be on our Instagram. So you can
1: just click the link and send us a secure email there. Please, please, please send us those emails. I'm looking forward to reading them. Please know. Yeah. Your confidentiality is super important, which means that any identifying information that you put in the emails, we will make sure to change. So that way, you know, you're not going to be put on blast on our podcast, but your story will get out there. So other people know that they're in it with you too. I'm looking so forward excited. to this. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining us. And listen, I feel comfortable saying this. It might be too soon, but listen, I love you. And I hope you have a really good week. Nina, you're all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Bye y'all. Bye. We would love to hear your stories, thoughts, feedback, and questions. Please submit them to tsp.podcast at protonmail.com. All submissions are anonymous and identifying characteristics will be altered to protect confidentiality. Today's episode has been produced and mixed by Nina and Cece, the music created by Kile, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the underscore sexpod. Share, like, and follow.